You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, views, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Essential Apple Podcast. And me and Nick are here after, well, what has been a bit of a week, really, hasn't it? So, hello Nick, how are you? I'm all right, thanks Simon. Yeah, lots of lots of goodies to talk about. Mm, it has been a bit of a week. Apple surprised us, <clears throat> caught us out completely. No, no, you know, no... um. Keynote, no nothing, just kind of quietly slid out new M2 uh, Mac Minis, M2 Mac Mini Pro, uh, new MacBook Pros. Um, we can't remember if there was a new Apple TV or not. Um, all sorts of other things. Nick and I and my wife have all been on buying sprees, so uh, we've got some stuff to tell you about that. But uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a week. After last week, where we had nothing to say but kind of idle chatter, this week it's all kicked off. So, there you are. So, anyway, um, I suppose I'll kick off by saying um, my wife decided that um, she was having a hunt around Amazon and she spotted, would you believe it, there's a link in the show notes because it is still available in the UK. I don't know about elsewhere. My wife bought a 50-inch... 4K sharp television with uh, Harman Kardon speakers for £229. I have to say, that was a bloody bargain. Unfortunately, it also cost me £149 to buy an Apple TV 4K because she insisted on having one of those to go with it. But there we go. It's still a bargain, I think. And um, Yeah, it's still, it's still on there. Yep, still there. The link is there in the show notes. Hopefully, by the time I put this out, it will still be working. But um, when it arrived, I have to admit, it looked like the box had been opened. So it might have been a return or a refurb. But at that price, you cannot grumble. Um, When we bought it, it showed it with feet to stand it on, you know, a TV unit. Um, When it came, the one we got did not have feet. It had um, a brand new uh, wall mount bracket included in the box, and it was brand new in a box. So, unfortunately, uh, where my wife is at the minute, she doesn't want to put it on the wall. But luckily, the bottom of the TV is flat enough that um, we put it on the TV unit, you know, plugged all the stuff in, slid it up against the wall, and it's, you know, it's fat enough at the bottom that it will stand on its own. So... No real problem there. So that was, uh, you know, that was good. And I have to say, the uh, Harman Kardon speakers are absolutely bloody amazing. No need for a soundbar anymore. Soundbar's been retired. And um, as I said to Nick before the show started, um, this, the volume goes up to 100. We've never had it over about 32 because uh, even in the middle of the day when there's lots of noise going on, 32 is perfectly good. <laughs> 
So I've no idea how loud it will go if you turned it up to 100. Uh, probably loud enough to be motorhead gig levels and blow your eardrums <laughs> out, you know. Yeah, another gig, my ears Jolly bleed. Oh, it's, the... uh, it's, it's one of those that has like a sort of a, a, a thicker bass, isn't it? It's got a thicker bass, but the top bit's really thin. Yeah, I mean, it's about... Gosh. It's about three and a half inches, maybe four inches thick at the bottom, where all the gubbins is. Where the gubbins are, yeah. Yeah, where the gubbins is, which is great, because it means even without the feet, it will stand on a decent um, unit, which is, you know, which is what we've got. We've got a sort of a mini sideboard, I suppose you'd say, TV unit. It's a wooden unit with a couple of drawers and some shelves, you know, where you can put your DVDs and whatnot. Yeah. And, and you've um, got a, a, a Netflix and YouTube button. That's useful. Obviously, we never those. use those. We don't actually use those because um, we just do everything through our Apple TV. So through the app, yeah, of course. Yeah. And as I was also Thanks, saying mate. to Nick before before the show, I actually hate the um, I hate the black Siri remote. This one came with a newer remote. The Apple TV came with a newer remote. The one that's got it's sort of a hybrid between the Apple TV 3 remote, which was this very slim silver one you used to also get with iMacs at one point, which has a sort of a four-way click wheel and an OK button. Yeah. And the black Siri remote that lots of people hated, although Nick was telling me he's never had a problem with, which is fine, but I hated I could not get on with it at all. I really <laughs> I know hated we've it. talked about it before. Yeah, I really could not get on with it. I, you know, it's yes. one of those things. I just could not get not on with it. Not everyone's cup of tea. No. <laughs> and, you know, lovely idea. On paper, it was brilliant. I remember when they announced it, I thought, that is absolutely fabulous. I love it. And in practice, I could not get on with it at all. So I always used to either use my phone or the Apple TV 3 remote. Anyway, the new one yeah. is thicker than the... It's about the size of the Apple TV 3 remote, but thicker. And it has a click wheel round the outside with the four click buttons and an OK button in the middle, which is also still a touch-sensitive surface. So you can swipe. Um, I'm still playing with that one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm undecided, but I do tend to prefer the um, the older one still. I like the yeah. just the simple click yeah. wheel, but that's yeah. just me, you know. Um, yeah, for some reason, for some reason, I've never really had sort of. A, I understand what people say about it, and I sort of agree. But I, I've sort of got used to it over the years, and it really doesn't bother me anymore. No, no. But, uh, I think anyway. It, so, so yes, yeah, so. You bought an Apple TV, didn't you? So, um, <laughs> so I've also been thinking because I've, um, you know, I told you I bought the um, XG Me Aura projector as a uh, yes a yes gift for myself. Yes. Um, uh, the Apple TV I've got is a 1080p one, so everything else I'm watching is sort of 4K or upscaled to 4K. And uh, even though the Apple TV 1080p is fine, and actually is a really clean. Um, even on, I expect the 4K circuitry is up, upscaling it, but it's upscaling a very clean image, mm. um, even of the 1080p one. Um, uh, uh, the only thing that wrong, a little bit wrong with it, and is that when I'm scrolling through, um, 
apps and things. I get a tiny bit of judder, you know, the yeah. the image judders a little bit. Um, I, I guess it's some kind of um, frequency thing, you know, mm. if they're slightly disagreeing with one another. Um, it's it's not bad, and I could have lived with it, but I thought, well, you know, now I've got a 4K projector, I might as well get a 4K Apple TV. But as, as the 1080p one was pretty good, I thought, I don't really want to pay a huge amount for this. So I've been... I must have bid for about 30 different Apple TVs <laughs> over the last two or three weeks uh, <laughs> on eBay. Um, and I managed to find one that had got um, a remote missing. Well, I, as I say, I don't have any problems with the remote. So I thought, oh, maybe maybe I'll get that one because most of them were going for upwards of 80 quid, 70 or 80 quid. Yeah, 70, 80, maybe more quid. Than yeah, yeah. I mean, let's yeah, face over it, new ones, sometimes. new ones are 149 quid. So, yeah. So I thought, uh, oh, I'll try that. I'll try that one amongst the, all the others that I've tried, and all the others I got outbid. Uh, but this one got to someone had bid forty forty seven pound fifty, and it, so they'd gone just over what I'd what I'd done is I'd included the postage, mm. um, which took it over took it up to fifty quid. So I bid just under that. So I thought, I wonder whether I should just bid just a little bit more. So I put on fifty five uh within the last 30 seconds and i won it so i got Sniping. i got i got it for yeah 55 quid including postage so that's not sniper about what i want very very <laughs> good there you got a very good deal there you did indeed and of course if you've already got a remote you don't care if the remote is missing do you no and i can always use the uh the my iphone you know yep uh as a remote and i don't use because i've got most of the apps on um the uh, Aura has um, uh, Google, uh, Google's um, operating system on it. You know, what's it called? Android. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Android. Yes. Yeah. It's got it's got Android eight or something on it. So um, most of the stuff like YouTube and all that sort of stuff, I play natively on the on the device itself. Uh, but but Netflix doesn't play natively on it. Right. Um, so I, I guess it's Netflix digging their heels in and saying, no, we're not going to play. <laughs> well, I suspect it's probably, yeah. oh, you know, it would probably play if you had a newer version of Android on it, Android 10 or something, you know, you get these things. Yeah, I think it's you? quite common, though, amongst devices that they can't play Netflix, mm. uh, particularly Android devices. Netflix so, can be very, um, yeah, Netflix are, I, I believe, corporatively a bit stubborn about what devices they'll let it play on. Um, yes. I mean, I know anyway, I, I've got so a Roku I, I can box. now use the Apple TV instead, so that's Yeah, good. exactly. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, my previous TV was smart. It had a whole load of um, things you could watch, you know, Netflix and YouTube and Prime and whatnot. But I never used it because, A, the interface was horrible, and, B, it was easier to just go straight to the Apple TV and use any app I wanted. Um yeah. So that, yeah, I have to admit the Apple TV has always been. I, I mean, some people have complained about it. As I mean, some people complain about anything. Oh, some people complain <laughs> about everything. I thought the Apple TV. I thought the Apple TV interface was always pretty slick. Really, it might not have looked ultra modern. Um, no, but it, and it, it's. It works. I suppose the only criticism of it is it doesn't surface new stuff you might want to watch very readily. I mean, it's no. improved it. They improved it when they put the Apple TV app um, on it. Yes, that is true. The t- TV Plus app. That was it. Was better then, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, each to their own. As they say, now I've got a choice. So yeah, I can use. But I've I've never used my t- I've never really used my TV to watch. 
stuff because the um I don't well, know sometimes about sometimes the TV interfaces can be very slow, can't they? They can be. I don't know about the new one because I've never bothered to use it, obviously. But the um the JVC I had before had access to a whole load of you know um it was a smart TV, smart. so it had Netflix and Prime and yeah. all those. But the interface on it was yes, it was it was like slow and janky. So it was it was easier to just use either a Roku box or um the Apple T V and obviously yeah. I prefer I've the always Apple thought, TV. I've always thought it's really weird that um I can get um iPlayer on um Virgin Media's system. Um but if you click on it, it sort of it, it, it thinks for about thirty seconds, mm. and then it takes about twenty seconds to load it, and it takes another fifteen seconds before you can interact with it. And I mm. think, well, what what the heck's going on? I mean, what if if I if I if I just literally push my um, Apple TV remote and go click, and then click, and oh, there's iPlayer. Okay. Yeah. What, what what's my Virgin Media thing doing? <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, of course, yeah, it has bit... to send has to send an ant along the line to go and fetch the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about talking about um, no, no, this is not to do with Virgin Media, but this is to do with um our internet. Um, we've been having some fun and games with our internet actually. Um, oh, right. obviously, you know, we had it installed Christmas time, and we had yeah. about. Two or three weeks, and it was fine. I think I mentioned it to you last week, Nick, that it, it started playing up, and um, it kept dropping out. So, Oh, yes, uh, you said, yeah. Yeah, so I'm with Plusnet, right? Or we're with Plusnet, I should say. And um, now, Plusnet are brilliant, right? I have to say this, five gold stars to Plusnet. Their customer service is absolutely fantastic. You yeah, ring up, right? You ring up Plusnet. You don't get all these millions of robots, right? Asking you to do something. They just kind of say, you do get a robot to begin with, but it's like, if you want to talk about your broadband, press one. If you need to talk about your mobile, you know, press two. Yeah. If you need to talk to billing, press three. So you press that, right? And about, honestly, about five, four or five rings, they pick up. You know, none right. of this, oh, Good. we're very sorry, we've got a million callers on and, you know, we'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> you know, you're in a queue which might last 45 minutes. No, about five rings, you get somebody. And they'll say, oh, I'm, you know, let, I'm, I'm going to make something up now. Like, I'm just Cinder in Leeds. And uh, how can I help you? So you say, oh, I've got trouble with my broadband. It's dropping out. So she says, okay, I'll do a line test. You know, what is your problem? So I says, well, the broadband just keeps dropping out. So they go, okay, I'll do a line test. So they do whatever it is they do, right? And then they go, right, there's a fault on your line. I will I'll get you an open reach engineer to come round tomorrow and sort it. So I said, okay, That's fine. So pretty good, yeah. Bloke comes out, checks the line, checks everything, says, okay, um, there's a fault. I've gone through, like, you know, your box, your master socket, your, your line. I've gone back to the thing. I've checked everything. It appears to be clear. I said, okay, mate, off he goes. You know, route is showing the blue lights like it's supposed to. Great. Two hours later, drops out again. You know, we're in the middle of watching oh, Vera no. or whatever it is. <laughs> Right, and you get the spinny wheel. So I go in the bedroom, look at the route, it's gone orange. Okay, right, we've all got phones with unlimited data, so it's just like hotspot your phone to it for now. It's not the end of the world, but yes. it's annoying. So next morning, 
ring him up again. Woman says, what's the problem? I said, engineer came out, he went through it all, he said he cleared all the faults, um, but, you know, it worked for about three hours and it dropped out. So she goes, okay. She says, I, I see on here that OpenReach has marked it as fault cleared. She goes, I'm going to press reject on that and say it's not cleared and they need to send another engineer. <laughs> she goes, uh, I'll, I'll book you in. She goes, oh, tomorrow morning in. So again, next day, next morning, I said, all right, fine. So next morning, another bloke comes. He comes in, he checks it all over. He says, I'm not happy with your master socket. It's a bit old. I'm going to take it off the wall and put a new one on. Okay, fine. So he goes through it all and does this and he does that and goes away and pokes around in the, you know, the box up the road and all the rest. Comes back and says, no, everything should be fine. It's all cleared. So, okay, fine. Not a problem. Off he goes. I even sent him a... um. You know, he gave me his number, so I sent him a text saying, what's your diagnosis? He says, well, is this, that and the other, and I've cleared everything. If you have any other problems, I suspect your router. And I said, well, the router is brand new, but I do know that, you know, routers can be dicky, right? It can happen. Any yeah. electronics can go dicky. But I did say to him, but in my experience, you know, of 30 years working with routers and, and broadband and whatnot, routers overwork or they don't. If they go bad, they just fail, and they stop working. You know, something inside them goes poof, and the magic black smoke escapes, and then they don't work. But anyway, so he says, fine. But he says, all right, so he says, if you have any more trouble, obviously ring plus night again. So, all right, fine. Works for about three or four hours, drops out again. So back on the phone to Plusnet, you know, sorry about this, but we're still having trouble. So the woman says, OK, I'll have a look. She goes, oh, I can see you're just getting drop out, drop out, drop out. I'll send another engineer. <laughs> so this morning, right, this morning we had an engineer come. He comes in. He says, right, he goes, I've been up the pole. I've been to the green box or blue box or whatever it is. I've looked at the wiring. He goes, I've replaced more of the wiring inside the house. He goes, because the bloke put a new master socket on, but he attached it to the back of the old master socket. So he goes, I've had that off and pulled the wires through and like completely rewired the whole thing. So he's now goes, your master socket is now completely new. I've been up the pole and looked at that. I've been down the, you know, box at the end of the road and I've looked at that. He goes, I do not know what else I can do. But he goes, if you continue to have problems, you know, tell Plusnet and they will send it back to us. Yeah. Now, so far, since this morning, no dropout. Very good. Well, the, the, the only thing he didn't do was to pay homage to the broadband pixies. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. It might be that they'll get upset and you'll still have problems, but hopefully not. <laughs> well, yeah. I might have to put a couple of pound coins on the windowsill for the broadband pixies, might I? But, um, <laughs> you know, so far, so good. But I have to say, Plusnet have been absolutely stellar. You know, that sounds very good service, actually. Doesn't you it? know, yeah, can't every really time we complain we've, about that, every time we've rung them, they're like, "We'll get an engineer out," and they go, "I can get you one tomorrow morning." Is that all right? It was like that will do. Yeah, and that's good. I don't know what to think about the broadband. You know, the open reach engineers. Sometimes you wonder, are they just trying to fob you off? But I'm pretty sure they're good lads, and they're all trying to do what they can. But I suspect. Yeah. What's going on is this is quite an old property, and I suspect that there are several minor 
problems going on. You know, it's an old master socket. Yeah. It's an old cable coming from the box to the house. It's, you know, nobody's been up the pole in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? And so... Did I, uh, did I tell you the story about Artisan Electrics? No, I don't think you did. Yeah. Uh, so one of the channels I follow is a company called Artisan Electrics. They're based in Cambridge. And they're electricians. And I just find it fascinating because, you know, electricians aren't like sort of a bricklayers. Bricklayers have a skill and they apply that skill and they build houses. Yeah. Uh, electricians have to be a little bit of everything, really. They have to be troubleshooters. They really have to know their stuff uh, electrically. <clears throat> but they also have to have this knowledge of of regulation and it, it, I, I find it absolutely fascinating anyway <clears throat> the boss of the company did a uh, uh, a youtube released a youtube video a little while ago where he had this problem and i just thought it highlighted just how complex things can be um where he'd got uh he'd got a plug and he went to rewire it, and he was convinced he'd isolated it, but he ended up getting a shock off it, which is very rare yeah. these days. You know, they don't like electricians getting shocks. When my dad was an electrician, it was quite normal to have a shock occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, uh, I've had a few of them in my dangerous. time. I've had a yeah. few of them in my time, mate, thank you. <laughs> so, um, And yes, 240 so, volts up your arm bloody hurts. <laughs> it does, it does, yeah. So he... Um, so he went and switched everything off at the uh, at the consumer unit, and he measured it with his, you know, his his testing yep. his meter, and uh, there was still power on it, 170 volts. And he thought, well, what what's going on here? So um, he then started to wonder whether it was another device. So he switched off lots of other devices in the same room because he said if there's a faulty capacitor or something in one of them, yeah, it, it can could... be feeding power back into the circuit. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I mean, um, capacitors can hold power for like a couple of hours, can't they? I that's mean, right. I mean, old-fashioned TVs and even bloody CRT mats. They used to be like, for example, the old um, SE and the SE30. If you took one of those yes. apart, it always used to be unplug it and leave it a good two hours because oh, the capacit because right. the capacitors in the CRT can hold a fucking lethal shock for two hours, <laughs> and if you touch the wrong <laughs> yeah. place, mate, you could get blown across the room and possibly yeah. even killed. So whenever I took an SE thirty or an SE apart, it was always like leave it turned off overnight and unplugged from the power before you even yes. think about taking it apart. But anyway, yeah. to cut a long story short, uh, the uh, person who they'd had they he had a word with the people who owned the property, and they said they'd had the boiler replaced. And when they had the boiler replaced, um, it needed a switch so that it would switch it on and off, um, obviously, when it needed to come on and go off. Yeah. But it also needed a permanent power, a permanent power supply. Um, I'm not sure why, but it did. And what it had done was he'd wired the, uh, the boiler switch into the upstairs circuit, and, he'd, and the, he then plugged it into a plug in the kitchen, which is on a downstairs circuit. Oh, So dear. basically, he was getting power coming from the other circuit. 
Oh dear! And uh, but it, it took him. It probably, probably took him a couple of hours to actually get to the bottom of it. And I thought, you know, I expect broadband's a little bit like that. Really, there's probably a fair number of uh, uh, okay, not moving parts, but no, a fair but... number of possible points of failure. There's a whole uh, load, and it's not always obvious. It's not always obvious. Uh, and if it's anything no. like you know, when I've had trouble with those. Um, uh, uh, those transmitters down at church. It's always the last thing that you check that's wrong. <laughs> oh, well, of course it is. Always. But I, yeah, but I, I thought that was worth watching. That 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 particular episode was just oh, fascinating. Very the way much. He, the way he, he kept working his way back and troubleshooting back. and isolating troubleshooting. things. Yeah. Well, I remember many years ago when I was about 18, I suppose, bearing in mind that I'm nearly 60, and I was living at home with my parents, and my dad wanted some of the very old wiring in the house that we lived in, because it, um, it was like a 17th century house, maybe. Oh, right. Okay. Right, yeah. And so a lot of the wiring in it was really, really old. And so he said to his mate, Alan, uh, who was, a, you know, an electrician by trade, I think we need to have a look at some of the wiring in some of this stuff is probably 1930s, 1950s, right? And I'm not happy with it. So he went up and they were crawling around in the attic space, which, by the way, was, you know, very nasty, you know, full of cobwebs and God knows what. But they were up there pulling out this sort of, you know, 1930s, 1950s rubber-coated wiring and replacing yeah. it with what would have been probably late 70s, early 80s, but at least, you know, modern PVC-coated wiring. Yes, modern in those days. Well, <laughs> yes, no, modern. It was a lot modern, more modern than what they were pulling out, which was horrible rubber-coated. Yeah, you know. I remember the rubber-coated stuff. My dad had some of that in his garage, in, yeah, in his shed. Yeah. Post, post-war wiring. So anyway, they were up there doing that. And... um I remember at one point I was on the landing and um, Alan, the electrician, was up in the loft space and he was poking his wires down and he says, Si, Si, can you just grab hold of these wires and pull them through? So I said, yeah, all right. So I pulled the wires through and then he says, okay, right, because um, it's like we're, we're going to use that to, you know, uh, fix the lighting on the landing or whatever. So I says, all right, you just pull it through and then I'll um, I'll come down and, you know, do what I need to do. So I says, yeah, okay. So I'm pulling this wiring through. And I pull it through about, I don't know, eight inches. Because he goes, don't pull it too far. I don't want loads of it. So I says, all right. So he says, um, he goes, none of it's live, mate. So you should be all right. So anyway, somehow I managed to touch two of the wires together. And the fucking goes bang, doesn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> somehow or other, some of it was live. I don't know how. And I went, ow, Jesus. Well, I didn't actually get shot. But, you know, there was a big, like, flashbang crack as the damn things touched. And Alan, yeah. up was in a loft, poor sod, who was in a little tiny crawl space, you know, poking his wire through, was like, oh, Jesus Christ! And I think he must have jumped a foot and banged his head on the rafters, you know. He was like, none of that should be live! How the, mm, is it live? You know what I mean? And he was absolutely, like, petrified, because he's like, how the hell is that live? I says, well, I don't know, but it's just gone crack, bang, you know, big blue flash and made me jump a yeah. foot off a foot in the air. And he was like... I remember my, I remember my, I remember my dad um, t- trying to fix my mum's iron one day. Uh, and I'd say he was an engineering electrician, but, mm. uh, I mean, he should have isolated things just like everyone should. Yes, as he uh, always and he should. Hadn't. 
Um, yes, and there, uh, like you said, there was a blue flash, uh, <laughs> and his screwdriver went flying across the kitchen, Ooh. and he said, uh, oh, it's a good job I was using my insulated screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> but poor, poor Alan, God bless him, uh, he was like, there's no way any of that should be live. But obviously something was, he's like, God damn, I'm going to have to crawl back through all this and find out where the live bit is. You know, he'd obviously oh, wired, no. wired something into something that was live. But, you know, yes. he was confident that everything was turned off and there was no reason for anything. But somehow or other, you know, in old houses like that, God knows, there could be wires going everywhere. You know, in the 30s and 40s, they just wired stuff to everything, didn't they? they didn't well, you never, know, you never know what you're going to come But One of the things that was is interesting watching this programme is that you never know what you're going to come across. And um, I must admit, they they haven't got a lot of good things to say about um, uh, about uh, uh, kitchen fitters mm. <laughs> and the electrics that they do sometimes not very well. Uh, and they do have a, uh, for most of the programmes, they have a um, the consumer, image, consumer unit. Is it neat or is it not? <laughs> mm. And they open it up and nine times out of ten, it, you know, it looks like, Someone's been eating spaghetti in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad to say at my old house, even though, it, you know, it was quite an old house and the consumer unit was very old. But whenever the engineers yeah. came out to check it, they always, like, looked at it and they was like, that's pretty neat, actually, you know. And I oh, used to look good. at it and say, well, it's not the tidiest, is it? But I go, I've seen a lot worse, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, and all the right wires go in the right places, you know, and there's nothing dodgy going on here. Like I say, back at my dad's house, you know, 1930, for all I know, poor old Alan, had, you know, wired something up and somebody at some point, had, like the same thing as you you were saying, somebody wired yeah, something into right. the downstairs yeah, who you know, knows? pulled something from the downstairs ring upstairs for whatever reason. Oh, I want to wire that up. I'll just plug that in there. That'll be all right. I must admit, <laughs> shh, you're not supposed to say this because you're not supposed to do this. But when I fitted my own kitchen 20 years ago, me and my dad yeah. done all the wiring ourselves. Because, like, we know how to do bloody spur wiring and ring mains. I mean, even then, it was like, you have to have an official electrician do it. It was like, cobblers. I know how to, <laughs> I know how to run a spur, and I run, know how to run a ring main. And even my dad said, well, we could just spur these off for these sockets if you want. And I said, I'd rather we doubled them back. He goes, well, yeah, if you want to be safe, we can double them back so they're part of the ring rather than the spur. So yep. we just doubled them all back. And, like, we put all sockets all around the kitchen, and they, we were just, you know, we doubled them back into the ring main. But, yeah, no. Jolly good. <laughs> but, yeah, we were careful that everything we wired went into the same main. You know what I mean? There's no, no, none yes. of this kind yeah. of, uh, yeah, well, we'll just run a wire upstairs and connect it to the upstairs ring. That'll be all right. No, that won't be all right. <laughs> Because <laughs> then nothing's well, isolated. All, all of that it? came from you. All of that came from you having problems with your with your broadband. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've gone well off topic. Never mind. The listeners like Ramble, it when Rambles we go. Rambles anonymous <laughs> Yeah, well, the listeners apparently like it when we go way off piece. But anyway, there you go. So um, where were we? I don't know. We've been going. Started. I don't think. 
<laughs> have we started? Uh, what's in the show notes? Let's have a quick look at the show notes. See what we've got. We'll skim over the show notes. Okay. Um, uh, right. Well, the Mac Mini M2 is now the best upgrade from your Apple iMac, apparently, according to Tech Radar. Um, not surprising, really. Um, then we've got how the M2 and M2 Pro Mac Minis compare to the M1. Um, if you've already got an M1, probably not worth worrying unless you're worrying about you want the Pro for the extra RAM, of course. Um, and uh, Mac rumors have won top stories, new MacBook Pro, new Mac Mini, HomePod, and more, um, which is an interesting read if you want to follow up on what did. Of course, the other thing we haven't mentioned, is it, is the HomePod. The surprise reappearance of a full-size HomePod. Oh, yes. I, I didn't actually see much about it, but I did notice that there was one. Mm. Have they done much to it? I've no idea because I haven't really... I'm not really interested. No, nor but, am I uh, very interested uh, in the HomePod, but apparently it now has slightly less speakers in it and uh, slightly less microphones, but Apple claim that they have... Um, tweaked the whatever software algorithms they use to make it have a better sound even though it's got less speakers and microphones um okay price is still the same so it's 299 in this country i guess it's probably 299 dollars if you're in the u.s probably 299 pounds in the uk yeah um they're claiming it's better than the old home pod but um you know, some people are saying, well, it's got less speakers and it's got less microphones, so, you know, but it's the same it's amount very, of money. I think we've said this before about audio. It's so subjective. That mm. it's, I mean, I have, I, I have heard one in the flesh once, one of the old ones, and I was quite impressed by its, its um, room-filling abilities. Mm. You know, it, it's a good, solid sound, um, but being not being an audio expert or really that fussed about audio i mean honestly if it makes a reasonable noise and it's not distorted that's good enough for me that's good enough for you yeah even though you're a professional musician yeah i know but there you go oh yeah musicians tend to care about the quality of the music not not how it sounds particularly Mm. (laughs) i mean no that's not fair the musicians do care about how it sounds but that'll be to with the the origin the origin of the music, not the reproduction of it. Mm. So, um... no, but there was a, um, who was it? I can't remember. Somebody I had on the show. I remember. I can't remember who it was. But they said right every a bit like the you know about like photographs. You know, Google have their way of post processing stuff on Android. Yes. Apple have their way of post processing stuff. Uh, you know, different people. You know, Adobe have their preferred way of post-processing um, images. And they said, you know, it can be very, very subjective. Of course, Apple added thing, didn't they, last, I don't know, last OS, one before, where you now have three different options you can choose from. You can choose from, like, intense or bright or natural or something. I can't remember because I... Right. You know me. I've took about six photographs in ten years, so I don't count. <laughs> um but somebody said to me, well, in effect, the three modes that Apple are offering you are Apple mode, Adobe mode, or Google mode, right? If you like the Android right. way of doing it, you know, which is slightly oversaturated and very bright, you can go for that. If you want the Apple choice, you can have that. And if you want the Adobe choice, you can have that. 
but they call them three different things. But whoever I was speaking to at the time said that's what they are. It's basically look like Android pictures, look like Apple pictures, look like Adobe pictures. And um, somebody said to me about, you know, the same thing about Android has its kind of soundscape that it believes is the best choice. Apple have their choice of how they think things should sound. You know, Sonos have their own soundscape, whatever. Absolutely. And um, what he said to me, and I can't remember who it was, but what he said is, I really don't like Apple soundscape. The way they believe things should sound doesn't sound right to me. So there's no way I would ever buy a HomePod or whatever, because he goes, I just don't like Apple soundscape. The way that they believe the music should sound doesn't sound right to me. You know, I'd prefer Sonos or whatever. But he says, you know, these things are totally subjective. You either like... I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting. Have you... uh, uh, Do you watch Paul Hibbert? Uh, No, I'm not even sure who that is. Uh, right. He's, I'm he's, not a big YouTube a, man, to be honest, Nick. Oh, right. He's a smart smart home guy. Right. Um, but one of the things I do like is when he's testing audio stuff, he uses music that he's recorded because uh, he used to have a band and they yeah. recorded some stuff. So he knows exactly how it should sound and, because yeah, he, he wrote it and he recorded it. Uh, and so when he's listening to... Um, stuff he's he's saying how faithful this is to how it originally sounded to him when he was recording it Excellent. and um, i thought well that's a really good way of doing that doing is a, it because that I mean, is a really good way isn't it? To, yeah i, I agree with that comparing one thing against another you actually compare it against like a a, a, a quality sound source that you're happy with mm. uh that you know sounds like the original um i thought that's a clever way of doing it that's because very... as you say too subjective really it's very subjective and you know whoever told me that like i never listened to anything on apple because he goes i just don't like their soundscape and he goes it's totally subjective but he goes to me i don't like it right he goes anymore and i don't like google's way of processing pictures to me they're over bright and oversaturated so he goes what some people like it like that i don't yeah and he just goes, but the some way... people like some people like some people like sort of uh, bassy, slightly muddy sounds. And mm. They like that, and other people like it to be bright and clear. And do you know what I mean? And it yeah. can't always be both. It can't be both, can it? No. So there you go. Anyway, so there's a new HomePod, a new full-size HomePod, which was a bit of a surprise, I must admit. Yeah. Because I really yeah. wasn't expecting to see a full-size HomePod. You know, they never actually said it was discontinued. They killed the old one. Um but they never said it wasn't coming back, but they never really pre-announced this. No, no, you know, none of the analysts, no Ming-Chi Kuo kind of, you know, rumour. None of that. It just sprung from nowhere. So there you go. <laughs> Good for that. Um, What else have we got? Uh, The iPhone white noise machine and other fun little known features, which is from Fast Company. Um. Worth a look if you're going to go in the show notes. Uh, if you don't know, there is a built-in white noise machine in your iPhone. Did you know that one, Nick? Oh, well, only because I saw it on Slack. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was so, also... Uh, um, no, I, 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 I didn't know up to that, up to that point. No. Well, they did actually announce it, I believe, at one of the... Um, one of the um, keynotes, I believe. Oh, right. Okay. Somebody did Oh, yes, because, of course, I can remember every word from every keynote. Oh, yes, of course you can. <laughs> Can't we all? Can't we all? They're burned into our retinas. 
No. Indeed. It's awesome, you know, awesome. I um, <laughs> I did actually, when they did it, I went and had to dig around and found it and played with it. There is a very basic white noise machine and it's got the usual things in there, you know, uh, like air conditioning fans and air dryers and waves on the right. shore or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was like, great, it's in there. It's got a few, but it's pretty basic. And to be honest, I'd prefer to use, um, I've got an app called White Noise, which allows you right. to kind of choose a whole load of things. And then for free, you get a whole selection and then you can subscribe for extra sounds. And But I, I've got a couple I've built where I've got, um, you know, waves and storm and fire and rain on the tent and you can position them yes, around. Yes, I know what you. kind of thing you mean. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. can build your own soundscape and I've carefully kind of put it and then if I have trouble going to sleep, I listen to that and, and it carefully kind of sh- sort of gently shifts around the sound. So it's not constant. So, you know, at one point you can hear a bit more of the rain and then a bit more of the fire and then, you know, whatever. But there you go. But there is one built in, and uh, Fast Company will and tell you. And there's some other fun little features in there that they've mentioned. Um, uh, Apple leaks long-awaited feature in new 16.3 release from Forbes, which basically is there's some um, stuff in the 16.3 uh, talking about Apple Classical. Um, Apple Classical is eventually coming. Oh right, okay, that's it's eventually coming. As, now we as a classical listener yes and we would obviously we were talking before the show weren't we and i said well i'm on 16.3 and i got uh, an update today which said 16.3 and it did not say beta on the end but when you get the that release might... when you get a release candidate they don't put rc on it they just call it 16.3 and they drop beta whatever number right so it could be imminent it's probably imminent because I've probably today downloaded the release candidate. Um, so that's coming soon and stuff about um, classical is in there, apparently. Uh, right, iOS 16.3 brings iCloud advanced data protection features to all users worldwide. Um, that's the, basically the fact that if you wish to, opt in you can basically end-to-end encrypt everything in your iCloud oh that's cool uh which of course does mean if you do that and you bloody lock yourself out apple will not be able to help you it also means it also that's going to annoy the uh oh the fbi are not going to like that no the fbi and whatever isn't it because that was one of the things they could rely on getting the iCloud stuff No, can't bl- don't blame Apple for keep pushing down the um, security thing. That's good. Keeping no. us all safe. Well, it's opt-in, you, you know, and it does, yes. apparently, if you select it, it does say, if you choose this and then forget your password or otherwise bugger yourself up, Apple cannot help you. Yes. All your data will be gone. So, you know, if you're... Nah, pro- nah, 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 nah. Yes. Pro- <laughs> if you're prone to locking yourself out of your account, don't choose it. If you're, you know... No, if you're like me and I know my passwords and they're all, you know, in password managers and everything, I don't care. But um, if you're like my wife yeah. who mixes up her passwords and can't remember and ends up having to do recovery, don't turn it on because you'll be buggered. <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. Um, apparently, according to Patently Apple, Apple have invented a magneto-inductive charging and communication system for... Uh, underwater and other difficult um, environments. Um, 
I haven't bothered to read it in depth, but it's, uh, for example, uh, large-scale, high-power magnetic field source coil antenna for sea vessels, and um, sending photo and video imagery of underwater environments of animals via, you know, non-Wi-Fi things. So, well, right, okay. more, more patents, Apple, you know, as ever, always looking I wonder at... wonder if they're thinking of adding that to the watch. Maybe, who knows? But that's a patent, yeah. as patently Apple always say, you know, Apple patents are just that. They may or may not lead to anything in the future. Indeed. Um, yeah. Oh, and Resident Evil Village proves that modern AAA gaming on Apple Silicon uh, can be done. So uh, this is from a, a site I'm not familiar with called Press Start. But um, basically, um, there's a guy here who has. Um, I've been a Mac user since the early high school years, and while I have zero regrets, um, gaming has often been a sore spot. Um, so then he's talking about how he's run um, Resident Evil Village um, on his MacBook Air, I think. M2 MacBook Air, yeah, an M2 um, MacBook Air. Yep, so there you go. If you're into that, um, to be honest, I'm not that bothered. I have, no, I have no doubt that... Uh... No, I'm not, but I have no doubt Apple can run a lot of these top-notch... Oh, yes, I'm sure um, they can. ...gaming I... thing. They just choose not to. <laughs> well, I so, don't... I... For no readily apparent reason. Well, like, I don't least, think but... it's that they choose not to. It's just that developers choose not to bother because yeah, they, yes. they've always considered the Apple platform yeah. to be either too minority or not worth the effort. Um, yeah, yeah, some bit, whatever. But, um, and to yeah, be honest... It's, again, it's, like you, it's not something that bothers me. One it doesn't bother me really. And to be honest, um, I don't get wrapped. I don't get wrapped up in these days, anyway. Oh so yeah, you can stream games and all sorts. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, um, I've got a PS4 which I've had for several years. So when I want to play, I play on that. My wife just bought um Xbox Series X or something, right? The latest yep. Xbox, which. Seems like a lot of money to play hidden object games on, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sooner or later, I shall probably play Halo on it and, you know, defeat all the yeah. bad aliens in the world. Um, of course. You know, and on my new 4K TV, I can play it in Super 4K and watch the aliens get, get splattered in Super HD. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, so that's, a, that, you know... Uh, that's from WCCF Tech. Um, wasn't a bad read, to be honest. Um, what else have we got? Um, Analyst-wise, uh, Vinny and the Squirrel versus the Analysts. Um, new MacBook Air and MacBook could come with a 3 nanometer M3 chip. Uh, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Analyst said that, and that's from The Verge, and if you want to bother to follow the link and read it, you can, but... Yeah, that's a bit I could, like I could let you. I could let you into a secret. There will probably be an M4 chip after that as well. Mm, I was going to say you can, you know, wow. The <laughs> um, you know, after the M2, there might and the M2 Pro, there may be to maybe an M M2 Max and an M2 Ultra, and then there might be an M3. And um, guess what? After the iPhone 14, there might be an iPhone 15, and even an iPhone 16. Never mind. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> never. 
you know, and after iOS that's 16... Stepping out, that's stepping out on a limb a bit. <laughs> yeah, and after iOS 16, we might get iOS 17. So there you go. Wow. I think Vinny's uh, opinion of that one is, I can't even be bothered to look up from my dog chew. Um, <laughs> and then after Apple's busy January, the rest of the quarter might be a bit quiet. Duh. That one's like, is that even really worth bothering with? No, it's not. Well, and it's probably not true anyway, because they've just released all this new kit. So mm, That doesn't mean anything, well, does it? No. They might not invite, you know, it's like, mm, after they just released a load of new stuff, they might not release anything new. Or maybe <laughs> they will. Really, there we go. Um, worth of chirps. Um, simple login have been tweeting that uh, one of their users has released uh, an open source um, tool, if you're a simple login user like me, called Raycast, which allows you to uh, manage your simple login um, IDs and such uh, in a simple app. Oh, that's good. Yep. So if you are a simple login user, uh, another tool is available. And as they, they're promoting it because um, one of their users built it and they said it's a simple open source tool and it allows you to um, create, you know, simple login um, aliases on the fly via the app. So that's a nice little tool. Um, and then I've put the link in there for uh, the Amazon, uh, the 40, you know, 50 inch UK uh, 4K TV which was 229 quid. So if you're in the UK and you're in the market for a cheap 50-inch 4K TV, hopefully that will still be live by the time we uh, put the show out. There we are. And that's all the stories, really. I'm sure there are other things, but, you know, I'm sure we've waffled on for long enough, Nick. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed we have. Mm. In fact, I'm just going to check the recorder and see how long we've been going. Uh, Where are we? There we are. About an hour and a half, but we we chatted for at least half an hour before we. Uh, yeah, well, I might maybe stick... longer than half an hour. You never know. You know us. Half the time we stick it. <laughs> we just I just cut it off the front, stick it on the back, and call it the pre-show, and people can listen to it anyway. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. There we go. So that's this week in Apple Tech. Uh, you know, jolly good. Well, th- this coming week is exciting for me because I'm having a new kitchen fitted. They're coming mm. to start fitting it tomorrow. So, uh, so uh, my efforts over the last couple of weeks of clearing everything out, I'm, I'm now going to be putting stuff back in again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, that'll uh, that'll be interesting over the next few days. I could see a few takeaways coming my way. Yep. No. Well, that's Hello. good. Hello. No, it's all right. It's my wife's carer arriving. That's all. Ah, right. Because I'm in the bedroom because she's in the living room watching the telly. So I said I'll go in the bedroom to record. It's just the carers come in and she's like, hello. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's in the other room, darling. You know. Yeah. So there we are. Oh, uh, yeah. New new Macs. New stuff all round. I've had a new Apple TV, a new telly. Uh, oh, I didn't say, did I? Mrs. P decided to get herself a new iPhone because she was on the 10R which she's had for, I don't know, about four years now. And for the last two years, the speaker on it was appallingly bad. Um, 
it was, you know, distorted and buzzing and very quiet. And yeah. I, she finally said, oh, I can't put up this anymore. It reached the point where even on speaker, you could barely hear it if you held it up to your ear. Oh, you that's not much good, is it? No, like, that's enough. I can't put up with it any longer. And I'd been telling her for years, at least a year or so, you need to replace your phone. So she went, well, where should, where should I go? What should I get? So I said, go to the Apple refurb store. So she got um a 12 Pro Max... 128, I think, for 800, just under 800 pounds. That's very good. Which wasn't a bad deal. Obviously, it comes. I have seen, I have seen uh, a 14 Pro Max secondhand in the CEX shop for about the same price, but you know, at least you get it from Apple. You know, it's fully refurbed, 100 percent. Yeah, guaranteed. And That's right. You have a problem Swings with roundabouts in the end with these things, and, uh... and you know, my wife doesn't. She's not that bothered about the super shiny features. She just wants a. She said, "I want a bigger phone." And I want the speaker to work so I can yes. bloody hear it when I when it rings. <laughs> and I can hear what people are saying instead of having to ask them to repeat themselves because it's all <laughs> like... I mean, at the, at the end, it really was a bit like... <laughs> like some Second World War bloody, you know, brackly bleeding radio show. It was like, no, finally time for it to go. The, the, the truth is, I mean, the, the last few iPhones... Um, we've had nice upgrades on them all, but really, basic functionality stayed the same for quite a long time. So, mm. as I said, I'm still running an 11, and um, okay, I will upgrade it at some point because um, my battery doesn't last quite as long as it once mm. used to. Yeah, it's actually reporting that you know I might want to consider replacing it, but uh, um, it's not bad. It lasts. It's okay for me. Um, yeah. But the number of features we get each time is, is only a fairly small number. Uh, and unless one of those features is a killer feature for you... That you absolutely um, want, yeah. That's you know. right, that's right. Then it's probably, as you said, it's probably two, uh, every two or three years and then think, oh, well, I mean, next time I had a new phone. I mean, I had my XR <laughs> for three years and I was perfectly yes. happy with it. I might even have kept it longer, but because basically O2 said to me, do you want a new iPhone 13 at no upfront cost as long as you renew your contract. Like, yeah, all right. Right. So it's a (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah. You know. Yes, please. And then when I sold my house, I paid off the... I paid off the phone component, and right. as, as a result, they went, went well, well. Now we can give you a SIM only deal and uh, cut your monthly uh, your monthly spend for unlimited data from forty two quid to twenty eight. I was like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nice when that happens. <laughs> it was like fine, and then I said, if I've done that, is that gonna, you know, is that's not gonna cause me a problem if in the future I want to, you know, take a phone, you know, a newer phone in a couple of years, if I want to take a phone and have it on, you know, the finance yeah. on contract? And they go, oh no, no, not at all. You know, they go, if you want to, you know, if you want to jump to an iPhone fourteen, you can have one now, and we'll just put it back on the bill. It's like, no, I don't need to go to an iPhone fourteen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm quite happy. I've only had this one like you know nine months. That'll be fine. But it's nice to know. But yeah, in the in the short term, yeah. you know, I shaved sort of twenty whatever I was paying for the phone per month was about twenty eight pounds or something like that. And then yeah, and then they went, oh well, now if you've paid off the phone, we can give you a sim only deal and cut down your monthly expense on your contract. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. 
don't mind if I do. Cool. Save myself about 50 quid a month, you know. Oh, it cost me like 800 yeah, quid or whatever it was. I but... think it's, it's advisable for anyone who's got any contracts of these or to revisit them every so often because you can often, just by having a chat to them, get a better deal. And uh, Oh, yeah, because they're constantly it, it, revising it, them yeah, down. It's just a matter of, that's right, and it's just a matter of not, not forgetting to do that. <laughs> I mean, I go back to Virgin Media fairly regularly uh, and say, Look, you know that. I don't use that very much. How much would it cost me if I didn't have that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quite often they'll say, quite often they'll say, well, uh, I'll tell you what, um, uh, I can't reduce it for you, but uh, uh, we can extend that for so long and we can do that. And uh, How's that sound? I was like, oh, yeah, okay then. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, of course, at the moment, you know, in the phone market, it's it's a Dutch auction. They, you know, everybody... I mean, I remember if you wanted unlimited data, right? Yeah. A few years ago, if you wanted unlimited data, you'd be paying 75, 80 quid a month, maybe even 100 quid a month, right? If you wanted yeah. unlimited data. Now, they're all cutting each other's throats. I mean, um, GifGaf yeah. were doing it for 24 quid. Then Smarty said we'll do it for 20 quid. Uh, my friend, him said that she went to Superdrug and they offered her unlimited data for £18 a month. Um, and I think the latest one I've seen is on the TV. Uh, I can't remember which one it is, but they're doing unlimited data for £12 a month. So, you know, yeah. pretty soon they're going to be paying you to take the phones off them. You know, buy the phone I mean, and there's, we'll there's give not, you the data. There's not much in the UK where... Um where we're uh, cheaper than abroad but you know with apologies to our american friends because i know that they end up paying through the nose for their oh they absolutely and, get uh, we're, they absolutely we're get very, stiff, very lucky I mean. here for our contracts i mean almost everything else is more expensive mm. <laughs> i've seen one or two uh, youtube videos of people um comparing prices of food in the u.s and in the uk mm. and they're absolutely horrified by the amount that we pay for our yeah. food but we do get our phone uh, but, contracts but on we the do cheap. get we do cheap phone tra- contracts. We can't really complain. We I think I'm paying. I think I'm paying twelve quid on mine, and that's that's because Virgin Media had their own at one point, mm. and that, and then they swapped across onto O2. But I had to have an eighteen month contract, so I thought, well, rather than mucking about, I'll have that. But as soon as I get to the eighteen months, I'll be able to reduce that by half, probably. Maybe. So it's not unlimited. It's uh, I've got I think it's five gig. But that's more than enough for me on my phone. Well, if it's enough for you, you know, if it's enough for you, it's fine. But what I'm saying, if any, you know, if you go, if you can get, when you finish the contract and you go SIM free, you can get SIM only deals for pennies. Yes. You really can. I mean, my wife's on unlimited data with Sparty for 20 quid a month. this is a SIM only deal. Yeah, this is a SIM only deal. But it's, uh, yeah. You know, you could go. But honestly, they are cutting each other's throats at the minute. They are, people are just, it's like a Dutch auction. The cost of unlimited data is just going through the floor. I mean, some of them, like I say, I'm sure I saw one on the telly advertising £12 a month for unlimited data. It's like... Well, the, the truth is that most people, even if they get unlimited data, still you only use a tiny amount like I do. Oh, so yeah. I say I've got five gig, but I rarely use more than two at the most. Yeah. I mean, the only reason so, I went for... An, depending un- on how you use your phone, of course. Yeah. But the only reason I went for unlimited data was because, obviously, we were moving house, so we terminated our contract with Plusnet, 
and uh, yes. we were using. So if, it's a, if it's a good backup for your uh, for your uh, broadband, well then we, why not? We were using our phones to you know run the TV and everything and yeah. whatever. Yeah, and you're bound to use up you're bound to use up stuff then. I mean, I went away. It's my sister's sixtieth birthday this week, so we we all went away on Friday night to uh, only to Leamington, which isn't far away. Uh, but we had a lovely time. Um, but of course, I did, I try. I was going to use the hotel Wi-Fi. You know what hotel Wi-Fi mm. is like. I was going to use the hotel Wi-Fi, but it, it got so far through the sign-up process, and then it was asking for my name, date of birth, address. Oh, yeah. I thought I'm not giving you all that information. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, so I ended up just pairing it to my phone. Um, uh, but I've still only used about 695 meg of yeah. <laughs> of me data usage. So there you go. I mean, the only reason we went for unlimited, of course, was because if you're going to use it to stream your TV and you're watching, you know, movies, oh yeah, you will use good. a lot more. Then you're going to yeah. use a lot. And uh, occasionally, but... um, occasionally on their advertising, a Virgin Media will say how much data you use as a whole. Mine's huge. I mean, terabytes, uh, terabytes <laughs> a month uh, because of you know YouTube, the amount of. YouTube, I watch, and all that kind of thing. It's all data. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I expect we're all the same. Everyone who's got, you know, um, uh, cable, it's amazing the amount of data you get through. Oh, you're burning through it, you know. But we just take it for granted these days. We just do. But I mean, even even then, I, I look at my thing on my app, you know, my O2 app. Yes. And it just says like unlimited, unlimited, unlimited. But you can actually dig into the thing, to the usage, and like how much actual data have you used. And even then, yes. you know, even when I've just been using my phone to watch the TV and everything, it's still not as much as you might think. You know, it's not terabytes. Yeah. So on my on my phone, uh, I've got my data manager, and uh, so I can see how much data I'm using. Uh, Eighteen point eight gig this month used this month. Ninety five percent of it in Wi Fi though, um, mm. and this is on my phone. And one point naught four gigabytes of mobile data. And I say <laughs> that's only that high because I was streaming YouTube on it. Yeah, but um, it's nothing, is it? It's nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so. but yes, eighteen point eight gig across Wi Fi. So you can imagine if you double that up with everything I use on my TV and me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack. All that stuff as well. Yes, we're. Uh, it's amazing, really, what we what we have these days. When you think back to the old dial-up days, I remember fourteen hundred. Oh yeah, fourteen bits. Fourteen hundred bits, isn't it? Fourteen hundred bits per second. Fourteen point four k or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, that was it. Fourteen point four k, wasn't it? Yeah. Ford, which was uh, yeah bits. Uh, you know, <laughs> bits, yeah, not megabits, yeah, not megabits, <laughs> bits. But um, I remember about twenty years ago, my friend said to me, "In this is when mobile phones were still fairly, you know, well, I guess by the sort of twenty years ago they were reasonably well established. But this is when smartphones first came out, I guess, yeah, around the sort of yes. two thousand ish mark. I say twenty, twenty, twenty five years ago, and he said to me, Simon, in the not too distant future." Phone service and internet will just be a subscription. You will just pay them some money and have everything you want. Because at those, you know, in those days, they absolutely were rinsing us. You know, they were charging yeah. you 5p to send a text and all that. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. You know, yeah. And it was like, I thought, yeah, possibly. 
well, he was more visionary than I thought because within about 15 years, yeah, we were. We're all on bloody... You just pay a subscription now, don't you? You subscribe to your phone line and have whatever you like. Yes, and the way everything's gone digital. I mean, even when you're making phone calls these days, it's going across the internet, so... Yeah, there you go. Yes, I don't think any of us quite saw that the internet would become quite so important right at the beginning. No, I remember, God knows, I don't know how long ago. Well, it was on the front of the um, Mac user magazine. I can remember it now. It was a black cover with orange writing on it. And it said, the internet will change everything about the way you live and work. Right, and at the time, I thought you are talking out of your back passage. But <laughs> whoever wrote that headline and the article that went with it was far more savvy than I gave them, you know, gave them credit for at the time. Because I was on the internet at that point, you know, but it was, you know, twenty-eight point eight or something, and you know, you wanted to look at a picture, you'd wait a minute for it to bloody fill in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And it was like it. I can remember the first time. I can remember the first time I downloaded a megabyte of data. Yeah, Uh, it took took over an hour. Yep. And you were paying. (laughs) You know, do you remember when? Oh, who was it? What was the company? There was a company, wasn't there, in the UK? Who, if you subscribed to them, said internet usage at one p a minute. I can't remember uh, what they were called, but no, there was I a, can't remember who it but was. But there was a company, right, at the time who advertised, you know, in the dial-up days, but they were like, sign up to us and we will only charge you 1p a minute for dial-up, which, <laughs> you know, at yes. the time was a fantastic deal. You know, everywhere else was like 10p a minute, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who they were, but they became very I big. Can remember, I can remember the first time I logged on anywhere not counting bulletin boards and things which i'd dabbled with before yeah, yeah, before but that, onto yeah. what you would what you would call um uh the, the web, modern the web yes the web the web yeah and that was uh through aol back in the day i i only dabbled with it a little bit um I thought it was interesting, but I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't quite see what. I mean, it was fascinating from a technical point of view. What uh, what was going on? But uh, but there've been a number of times during my life when I've you know my jaw has hit the table, mm. <laughs> and probably the internet was one of them. Mm. Uh, it was exciting. It was. It felt like it felt dangerous somehow. <laughs> back in the wild west. Back in the wild west. The wild west of internet. <laughs> early internet. Oh my god, the early internet. But there we go. Right, I think we've waffled on enough, Nick. So we have, we have, we have. We have. So we're gonna wrap it up now. Um I think I'm just gonna do the, the short version. Um you can Why find not? me you can find me on the Twitter. Yes, I'm still on Twitter as at Serenak and that's S E R E N A K. Um you can find me and Nick in the Slack room. Join us in the Slack room where all the chatter goes on all week long. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody who supports us in all the normal ways. You know, send money, send beer, send wine, whatever. Send, send Nick squirrels. A, <laughs> and, yeah, send squirrels. Send, send Nick a new violin or something, I don't know, or a new organ. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> send stuff. We don't mind. We're not... We're not um, we're not, we're not fussy, are we? We're not proud. We're all, all donations gladly accepted. Anyway, um, so that's it for this week, and we'll be back next week. So from me and Nick, goodbye. Goodbye. 
You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. <laughs> Looking for a show that talks about Apple and Apple products? Then Geekiest Show Ever is for you. What about Amazon? Google. Geekiest Show Ever is for you. Mesh networks, distance learning, all kinds of technology, interviews. Yes, Geekiest Show Ever covers that too. I'm Elisa Paselli. And I'm Melissa Davis. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the MyMac Podcasting Network in your favorite podcast player. Feedback, show ideas, and reviews, always welcome. nice to see uh, a few reviews popping up yep yeah <clears throat> is it worth upgrading to the m2 that kind of thing yep well i think the, the short answer is if you've got an m1 
No. It's a bit like the iPhone thing, isn't it? If you've got an iPhone 13, yes. there's no point getting an iPhone 14. You know, there really isn't. I think Apple are working on the sort of three-year cycle now, you know. They expect people to keep their phones two to three years. So when people, when the tech journalists go, and the difference between the 14 and the 13 isn't hardly worth worrying about, it? yeah, but people in the real world, mate, they wait three years. So you're talking about people going from 11s or 12s. Or, in fact, like my wife this week, who finally decided that she'd had enough of her 10R, which is a perfectly good phone, by the way, but yeah. she's had, like, four out, four years. But the problem is the the earpiece on her um, on her phone went to crap about two years ago. Right. So it's really buzzy and really faint. And basically, you have to put it on speaker if you want to even want to use it, like, up to your ear. And trying to use the speaker as a speaker is hopeless. It's just, like, it's too buzzy and too faint. Yeah. And she's finally said, oh, for God's sake, I've had enough of that. So we went on the Apple refurb store, and she's got a, a 12 Pro Max. Um, so, Very yeah, nice. you know, still a couple of years old, but, a, a, you know, it's a big jump up from the XR. Uh, um, I'm sure it is, yeah. But the main thing is... Yeah, it's I, like, I mean, I've still got my 11. Um yeah. Quite happy with it, really. Yeah, no reason to change. You know, I I really say to people, you could go three, four years before you change your phone. You really can. Unless there's some absolutely super fabulous all... feature that you absolutely have to have. Well, that's right. And the fact is, most of the features over the last few years have been sort of, uh, they've been nice, but they've they've not been killer features. They've just, no. just been, you know, good up, good upgrades, but, but no. not a lot else, really. Better camera, better this, better that, you know, does more, does more photo tomfoolery does this does that <clears throat> and you know jackie she's not bothered about it being the absolutely newest most fabulous she's like i just want something where actually the speaker actually works <laughs> you know and i said to her for years for god's sake jackie you need to get rid of that phone it is absolutely your speaker is trouble is when the speaker first started playing up, she probably could have sent it back to Apple and got it repaired, but she didn't. Yeah. And then it was out of warranty, and then it's like, then you got to pay for it, and she never reported it. And I said to her, if you'd reported it to Apple, even if you didn't actually send it back, right? Because I had one years ago. I can't remember what it was. iPhone 6 or 7. And I had a problem with it, with the with the earpiece, yeah? And I reported it several times, and then when it finally gave up the ghost and stopped working, Apple said to me, well, it's out of warranty. And I said, yeah, but you'll see I've reported this problem several times. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah you have. Okay, we'll treat that as an in-warranty repair because you reported the fault inside the 12-month period. And you Fair sent enough. it in, and we couldn't find the, we couldn't find the problem. Well, what it was that that particular model, I can't remember which one it was, but it was it had a it was a known fault with that particular model that the the um the solder joint to the earpiece would go dry. And for ages, I found that like if I pressed hard on the right hand side of the where the earpiece is, it would be okay, you know. So I got yeah. by with that for ages. No, just I've had it. Yeah, I've had earpieces like that. Yeah, mm. there was a, you know, it became a known fault that on that model that the solder joint would go dry, and if you pressed on mm-hmm. the on the screen to the right of the of the earpiece, it would it would work sort itself out. Yeah, yeah. But of course, over time, it just got worse and worse until it wouldn't. So then, when when I um. 
said to Apple about it, and they were like, well, it's out of warranty, it's going to cost you X amount. And I said, well, whoa, 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 hold on. I've had trouble with this since, you know, sort of six months, six months after it was new, and they looked at my record and went, oh, yeah, okay, send it back and we'll fix it. Because <laughs> this is the thing, you see, if you report it, they'll fix it. But my wife never did. So then it was like it's out of warranty, so she's put up with it being having a dodgy earpiece like the last two years it's like yeah okay mm. let me just check are you coming through there nick let me just just give me a level one two one two three one two three four all right let me just check the recording right go on do it again one two one two, yep three, okay four. he's coming through that's all right it's all right i just for a minute there it didn't seem like you were coming through on the recording and you get these oh, things right. i i have had that before where somehow or other it decides to um I only record one side of the conversation, which is why I run two recorders, just in case. But that's all right. Probably just me not, not watching the meters, probably. Come on, tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, so I'm just uh, I'm just making a bid on a, a 4K Apple TV mm. on eBay. Well, I just bought one of those. Oh, right. If you yeah, at... I didn't want to pay... I didn't want to pay a lot more than fifty quid for it, uh, mm. and uh, yeah, I've won it. Fifty one pounds sixty. Oh, bargain, mate, bargain. What? Which one? The previous uh, one, fifth, I guess. Fifth generation. So what? App, what remote's that one got with it? It it hasn't. It's missing the remote. That's why mm. it's fifty one pounds sixty. But I didn't think that mattered that much. It doesn't. It looks like it was. Oh no, no, no. No, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Uh, no, no, it's missing its remote for some reason. Well, it doesn't bother me. There's, there's two things you can do with that. Right, well, actually, there's three things you can do with that. The previous remote, which is the silver one that you used to get with IMAX. Yeah, I've got that. I've, I've, oh, no, I've got a black one. I've got a black one. Right, well, I was going to say, the black Siri remote will work. The yeah. previous remote, which is the slim silver one, will work. Yeah. And also, obviously, right. your, your phone will work as a remote. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I thought. And I, I don't use it that often now, but um, just occasionally. Mm. I find that um, I can watch Netflix on it, whereas I can't watch it. For some reason, um, Android won't talk to uh, Netflix. Mm. So uh, so I tend to play those. And, and at the moment, I've got a 1080p Apple TV. And I thought, yeah. well, I might as well get it upgraded to 4K now. I've got a 4K projector. Mm. Well, literally, if you look in the show notes, well, right, Jackie saw a sharp 50-inch 4K TV for two twenty nine on Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah, two twenty nine. So when it came, I said to her, well, this looks like it might be either a refurb or a return, right? Because yeah. the, the box was all taped up with sellotape and packing tape. But not how they come out of the factory, you know, when the robots put the thing across them and it's like perfectly stretched. Yeah, I it? Know. yeah. And it wasn't like that. It was like somebody put a load of sellotape and packing tape across it. So anyway, we took it out and the one she'd ordered showed it with feet to stand on a unit. Yeah. But when it came, we took it out of the box. It didn't have any feet with it, but it had a wall mount oh, included. Right. So the wall mount, there was a like a brand new wall mount in a box, in the box, but no feet. So she said, well, I don't want to mount it on the wall. I want to put it on the unit over there. But luckily, the bottom of it is flat, right? It's flat enough to stand up. It's not very thick, but the bottom of it is about, I don't know, maybe three inches thick, four inches thick. Yeah. At the bottom, it gets thinner as it goes up. So it'll stand up. And I said, well, if we put it at the back, like the previous one we had, we'll put it up against the back. 
and we'll lean it, make sure it's up against the wall so it's not going to go anywhere. And it mm-hmm. seems solid enough. Nobody's going to bump into it or anything. But it's got um, Carmen Hardon, is it? Oh, Harmon Carden. Harmon Carden. Beakers in it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So the sound is brilliant. No need for a sound bar anymore because it's got really good sound. The only That's thing. very good. The it's only. The, um, the, uh, the, uh, project, the new projector I bought has got Harmon Carden speakers. Yeah. The, the only thing and it doesn't. Plenty big enough for this room. Oh, yeah. Well, our room's very little, so, you know, Christ. I think the the, the thing goes up to 100, and we rarely get it over 30, you know, at night. Oh, right. 20, 20 <laughs> yeah. you know, in the middle of the day, you might have it up at 35 if there's noise and, you know, Vinny's running around yeah. and whatnot. But in the evening, 25 to 30 is perfectly good enough, and you get a really good sound Brilliant. out of it, and it's very sharp. No pun intended, because it's a sharp TV, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The only thing it doesn't do, which our previous one did, is um, the previous one used to do um, used to do uh, remote pass through. So if you had HDMI devices like your Apple TV and whatnot plugged into it, yes, it when you turned it on, it would say the remote will be passed through to your HDMI, you know, whatever HDMI. Oh right, yes, over arc. Yeah, it, it's like you know active. And if you wish to override this, you have to press, hold down the three button or something for like 10 seconds or something to, you know, redirect it back to the television. So that meant, you know, we turn it on, turn on the Apple TV, which is what we use all the time. And then the TV remote would work the Apple TV. But the sharp one don't do that. So we've had to go back to using a, you know, a separate remote. But to be honest, all we use, all we use the... um, tv remote for now turn it on and adjust the volume and um but i've gone back to um i'm still using the like the silver slim remote from the i don't know apple tv v3 or something oh well, yes okay because i really like that one i've got i've got a siri remote from the version 4 the black the black one the one that everybody hates because then they did a v5 where they put plastic rings around the buttons yeah um because the original one is nasty, and then they added plastic rings around it so you could feel where the buttons were. That's right, yeah. Um, the new one is sort of somewhere between the black Siri remote and the older one, so it's got a ring round the outside with actual clicky buttons, like a click wheel, Yeah, which is what the previous slim, very slim silver one had, but the surface is still a touch surface. But I still find it annoying because every time you touch it, the bloody thing seems to want to think that you're swiping it and it bloody jerks about all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, I've never really had, I've never really had any problems with, you know, you know, a lot of people said they hated the uh, Apple remote, but personally, mm. never really bothered me. I just got on with it. And, think... and especially because I live on my own. So I'm not likely to pick it up the wrong way around because, mm. because when I put it down, I put it down one way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else picks it up. Oh, I guess so. so. Uh, so it's never really bothered me. I, 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 mean, I don't got... mind the touch sensitive bit. It doesn't bother me really. Well, I always, I, I really disliked it. I thought it was a really great idea, but I always found it oversensitive. And you know, uh, the it thing certainly was sensitive, yeah. And the other thing is, you're supposed to be able to touch the sides of the touchpad and use them as click buttons. But I never had any joy with that. I would touch the edge and they would either not work or suddenly scroll the TV, you know, the program I'm watching like 10 minutes forward. It's like, bloody hell. 
right. No, so, uh, yeah, no, I've always managed to, to do it <laughs> to mm. make it work. So uh, it don't work for me. Yeah, I, it never really, on, on, never on, really bothered me. You know, on paper, it was a brilliant design. In practice, for a lot of people, it just never worked. So, no, I re- yeah, I realise a lot of people didn't like it. But so but I, I personally. <laughs> I had yeah. no real issues. You have no issues with it, but I did. I can't stand the bloody thing. It's horrible. <laughs> and I, used to, so I went back. We obviously because we had a uh, an Apple TV V3, which came with the the slim silver one that yeah. you also I've, used. To I've get, got a couple of those floating around somewhere. Yeah, that you also used to get the, with the IMAX back in the day. Yeah, that's right. I um I prefer that because it's got four clicky buttons and an OK button in the middle, and now I like that one better. That or I use my phone. But also on my phone, there's an option in the settings for the remote to turn on click buttons, which gives you four little arrows and a square in the middle instead of using the screen as a swipe. Yeah. And I turned that on. So effectively, it's like make your iPhone remote like the slim. So you've got four little arrows that you can tap. And a button in the middle that you can tap. And you, you can't, it no longer swipes. You can't swipe on it anymore. And that works better for me. But that's just personal, you know. I like the actual, like, click forward, click forward, click forward, click back, click up, click down. Yeah. Well, you know. it was one of those, it was one of those occasions when Apple tried to, to reinvigorate the uh, remote control when it didn't really need to be. No. You know what it, I mean? the, the old way of working worked perfectly well. Why, why think, change it? Kind of I thing. think the idea was, and I totally get it, because, I mean, look at the, the Sharp TV remote I've got, right? It's got like a hundred buttons on it. Yes. Right? And there's like a million buttons on it, and it's like, oh, for God's sake, you know, what? what, what but every, what? every, every, every remote you get has got the four-way clicky buttons, hasn't mm. it? And, uh, it? And they have, because that's the most, common sense way of having doing a, it yeah a control interface yeah. and i so i still like to use i so i've dug out the little slim silver one from you know god knows how many years ago and i use that one to do even the even though we've now got i don't know what gen it is but it's the it now comes with a silver remote which has like a click wheel around the outside and an okay button which is still a touch surface although much much smaller than the Siri, but I still right. prefer the older one because, like, <laughs> it, when you go to when you know when you go click OK, it doesn't suddenly scroll you ten minutes forward. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, there you go, whatever. But you know, each to their own. I admit, but there you go. So yeah, Mrs P bought a. She went a bit mad this week. She bought a she bought a four K TV for 229 quid which i suspect is a refurb or a return but yeah whatever it's a bargain at that price it was a bargain at that price and there's nothing wrong with it it's absolutely fine um of course that then cost us 149 quid for a 4k apple tv <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did suggest to her that maybe we should get a roku box which is about 50 quid <laughs> like a third of the price yeah. But she went, nope, I want an Apple TV. It's like, okay, so 4K Apple TV it was. And we, you know, she was like, I want the biggest one going. So it's like, okay, and you don't want a 129 quid one? No, I don't. I want all the storage. It's like, why? You don't actually yeah, I've been searching. <laughs> I've been searching for a while for one because I didn't, because I've already got a 1080p one and it, there's nothing really wrong with it. No, exactly. Um, I, just, I just thought, you know, it, it would be nice, but I don't really want to spend much more than 50 quid on it. Uh, no. So I've searched and searched and quite often they go to 
about 80, 80 or 90 second hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes over a hundred quid. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, I don't really want to spend that. And when I saw this one hadn't got a remote control, I thought, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I might have a chance on this one. Might have a chance on that because people are going to go. And I, well, I, I literally had to. I literally had to do the bid in the last thirty seconds thing to get. Oh, the so sniping! Someone yeah. was. Yeah, someone was bidding against me. So. <laughs> you have to do the sniping thing. Get in there at the last second. And That's right. Up. That's right. Anyway, I ended up paying 55 quid for it, including postage, so that's fine. Well, that's a pretty good price, I think. I think you've done well there, Nick. I think you've done well there. So we'll make, we'll talk about that in the show, shall we? We'll mention that. We'll talk yeah, about all of, the load of shite we've all bought this week, all gone mental, spent a bucket full to, of money. Coming to fit me kitchen, starting tomorrow. Oh, are they? Well, at least they're not yeah, doing they it did, tonight, mate. Yeah, they- no, they delivered it on Wednesday at uh, they the van arrived at quarter to seven in the oh, morning. Really? Oh my god! <laughs> Which is for me, they might as well have come at three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, as you because that's just not a time of the day I see these days. No, you bleary eyed <laughs> opened the door in your pajama trousers and went what? <laughs> we've, de- <laughs> we've come to deliver you a no, kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, I knew they were coming between seven and eight, so I oh. set my alarm for half past six. Oh. I only just got dressed when I when I heard the van pull up outside. You know. Oh, well, you're better than me. Anyway, then, they me. did a good job. They managed to get it. They managed to get the whole thing into my kitchen, which is pretty good going, really. Pretty good going. And not yeah. into my kitchen, to my garage. Yeah, that's good. Right. Well. Oh well. So, um, I sent you the link. Have you got the link for the show notes? I've got the link. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's mostly about all the Lots new, all the lovely new stuff. The M2s, so M2s and new. Is there a new Apple TV? I can't remember now. Uh, I don't Did know. They... I didn't read anything about the new Apple TV. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think there might be another. New, there might be a newer new one with a, either a slightly lower price or a faster processor or something. But well, I'm all I'm all excited for this week because um, not only because I'm getting a new kitchen, but. Um, they're releasing version four of Ecamm Live. So, mm. Well, looking forward to getting that because it. There are just a few. Li- I mean, they've done quite a lot of changes in it. And mm. Some of them are really the kind of thing where you think, "Oh, yeah, they needed to do that ages ago." <laughs> Jolly good. So uh, that's good. Looking forward to that. Right. Well, I guess we might as well kick it off then, Nick, and we'll just. Um, right. Yep. Ready when you are. We'll we'll talk about all that again. But okay, here we go. I'm gonna. I'm, I, haven't, I haven't actually done last week's yet. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> Not to worry. Bloody I didn't. Sort uh, I didn't hear the music again last time. So mm. Okay, let me have it a. Matters that much? No, I know. But it should. You should be able to hear it, right? If you don't hear it, just say to me I can't hear it, and next time okay. I'll have a look at why it's not working. But you should be able to hear it. it. Says it's feeding in anyway. Although, yeah, this week I've had no end of things, buddy, on my laptop. I don't know why they've just endlessly been. You need to log back into Apple TV. You need to log back into iCloud. Do uh, you need yeah, to log back into this? And it's like, what the hell? Which is like, log in, log in, log in all the time. Everything. Every time I turned my laptop on, it was like, you need to log into this. You need to log into that. You need to re-log into OpenDrive. You need to re-log into this. It's like, God's sake. Anyway, there we go. uh, It just made me re-log into Wire. Mm. Uh, and I used it last week, so I'm not yeah. quite sure why. It, why well, that's it about no, exactly. 